Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We're into episode 118, and we have a great, well, we have another edition for you. <laughs> Today's episode, we'll be discussing the MLB All-Stars. Uh, Nick may or may not have a rant for you. We will discuss the NFC. We're going to start our division previews for the National Football League occurring between calendar years 2022 and 2023. We're starting with the defending champions and the NFC West. And then next week, we haven't actually completely formulated the schedule. Or at least not in my head. Uh, So we'll do division winners, division final standings, and then we'll do player totals as well. Today's pop culture pick'em is top five cars you'd want to own. That's pretty tight. Um, And that order should be, what, Nick, myself, Eric? Yep. Nope. Nick, Eric, Jermaine. And uh, with that being said, we'll get right into commission's commission's corner. I'm going to open the show with that. Uh, Some of you may have already heard today was Matthew Berry's, a.k.a. the fabulous Mr. Roto's last day at ESPN. He had been there for the last 15 years. Uh, And he was one of the reasons why I got into fantasy football and one of the reasons I started a fantasy league and got all my friends sucked into it. And as we announced last week's episode, we started our dynasty draft, which has been uh, it's been a Herculean effort, to say the least. But I, everyone seems to be having a lot of fun. We'll cover that more later. Uh, we're currently 11 rounds in doing a slow draft. But, you know, I just wanted to take the time and say uh, shout out to Matthew Barry for create, helping create such a uh, – content rich you know um hobby that so many stat heads and and nerds really like to get into and and delve into it i mean nick and i had a like 30 minute conversation today talking about uh (laughs) the breakout of herb smith jr and there was so many stats being thrown around that we ended up talking ourselves out of how uh, absurd our predictions would be but you know, that's one of the best parts of fantasy football. I love that he always told people to expand, invite more people in, to grow the circle, to grow grow the product. So um, definitely wish I was in working in a fantasy football sphere. It seems like such, such a fun environment. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to him and good luck to him. He's not retiring. He's got something else that he's going to do. And um, we'll see. Uh, what he's got in store for us, but I'll stop here. If you guys have anything. No, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been what the ultimate writer of college football. And, and like you said, a, a pretty big uh, grower of the sport now for at least that I can remember. Uh, I mean, going on like a decade and a half at this point, probably. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean his predictions are never right. <laughs> But <laughs> he's uh that, that's always impressive for me that he can that, that people take his his content uh so literally because I I don't think he has very good predictions but he he's an awesome writer and, and you know all credit to him I, I I love guys that can write really well but can also entertain and and I almost 
<clears throat> read his column every week because of the writing style and because of the the way he's able to to like turn stories into uh, good writing. So yeah, echo everything you said as well. Yeah, he used to actually write for television shows, so that's probably why he got some of it. But one of the one of the good things is about his writing style, and, and then we'll probably move on. Uh, just keep it real short, but he talks as if he would be talking to you if he was sitting there. You right. know, he does. He doesn't have the writing style that's drilled into you, like with the ALA format and the MLA format, and you know. Uh, you can't start sentences with the preposition every, you know, it's like he's not following that kind of thing. And he can just tell a story, be whimsical, comedic, or touch, have a heartfelt touch, you know, to it. And it's pretty great. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out. I thought it was, I was pretty shocked. I thought he'd never leave ESPN cause he, you know, ESPN was behind the, the curve on fantasy sports they seem to get, be getting lapped again, but, uh, you know, they still have a very huge chunk of it. So with that being said, we'll wrap up Commission's Corner here and we'll get into the pop culture pick em. Uh As I said at the beginning, top five cars you'd want to own. And without further ado, we'll toss it to Nick so he can get his first pick in. I mean, I, I already said this on last week's episode. It's It's got to be the Audi R8 to start for me. So yeah, I mean, I, I gave a, I gave the reasons for it last time, and and the reasons have not changed. It's just a it's a really high performance car. So this is where Eric comes in with his eighteen wheeler, right? No, 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 no. Um, for my first pick, I'm gonna go with the uh, it's a relatively new car, but the uh, Rolls Royce Cullinan, the mm-hmm. their SUV, dude. It's big body. Just oh man, I would love to have one of those. I have, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar. I'd have to look that up. But I mean, if it's Rolls Royce, I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's gangster. Um, my first pick is going to be the International Harvester Scout. It is a no longer produced vehicle. Uh, it was a direct competitor to the Ford Bronco, and um, I just always wanted one, so I, I think they're pretty sweet. And my next pick is going to be the new um, T-top mid-engine Corvette that just came out. The C8? Yeah. It's a nice car. (laughs) That Corvette is so sexy. I was like, whoa. I haven't liked Corvettes pretty much my whole life, too. Well, uh, the newer models that are produced in my lifetime. Uh, You know, older Corvettes are, are sexy as hell, but. This new one, I remember I was watching everyone's favorite car girl, Supercar Blondie, and dang. she When she was giving me the tour that day, I was like, yo, this car is so wait. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, what's your next pick? Uh, much like your first pick, uh, and you mentioned it, uh, is actually like I want like a fully restored like 93, 94 Bronco. Just like with up-to-date technology in the dash and stuff, but I want the old body – and I want it white. It so has to be white. Is you that got, what you, you reach? You reach a point in like society where if you just restore the old Broncos, like other cars will just hit you and turn to like tissue paper. <laughs> that's like a full steel car. That's a that's a hefty boy for sure. 
Like you're not dying in that car. So when you say, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. But when you say fully restored, doesn't that, doesn't that mean it's restored to its original state, like with original parts or. Uh, no, I, thought... I don't mean fully. I don't mean fully restored. Like restored, maybe restored was the wrong word, but like, just like a, a tricked out, updated, like remodeled, yeah. I guess, Bronco, but on the old body frame. And it has to be right. white and the plates have to say not OJ. Like, that's just the dream. <laughs> of course, Eric. <laughs> All right, Nick, take it away before we get canceled again. Uh, I'll go uh, with David Dukes. I know. Um, I'll go um, with a car that I've wanted for a really long time, but I want one of the original ones, and that's a Ford Raptor, but Baja edition. So with the racing tires, the racing shocks, the racing the racing seats, I want the reason that Ford was able to make that car, and it's because they made a truck to win the Baja race in California. And then they're like, oh, people love this truck. Let's make it into like a main production vehicle. I want the original, not the, well, maybe not the original, but I want the Ford Raptor Baja edition. Yeah. I know exactly what truck you're talking about. Do you know the price frame on that? It's over six figures, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> but I did just choose a two hundred eighty thousand dollar car for my first car. So yeah, yeah. I we're not this. We're not saying money is not an option here. We're acting like we've got it. So <laughs> I was just, I just remember seeing the price point on that and thinking, yo, that's a Ford truck. What yeah. the hell? All right, was that? My computer is acting slow. Was that your second or first pick? That was my second pick. Yeah. Uh, the 2021 Shell, the 2021 uh, Shelby Raptor Baja Edition is 127 grand. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, but it uh, it, it packs uh, 425 horsepower, so that's pretty cool. Um. <laughs> For my third car, just to say that I can own one, I want a Hellcat. I want a Dodge Hellcat. And not the ones when they nerfed it. I want the ones that people were taking on test drives and like crashing into trees. The yeah. Hellcat that had so much power that it could not stay on the road. <laughs> oh, why is my Discord acting weird? That is uh, that Hellcat, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> Cole is killing me. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> Cole put the pick in, not direct message. He just posted it for everyone in the league to see who he's taking. That's great. Classic. <laughs> so Nick has the Hellcat, the Raptor, the R8, building a pretty solid list. Eric has the Rolls Royce and the OJ Bronco. Sorry, sorry, the not OJ. Not OJ Bronco. Bronco. Not OJ. You could, get, you could get an orange Bronco and make the license plate OJ, right? That'd be funny. That'd be funny. So you could get two, Eric. You could get a white that's not OJ. <laughs> and then when people are like, yo, that's hella racist, open your other garage and you have an orange Ford Bronco that says OJ. That's funny. And you're like, no, it's a, it's a color thing. I might have to add that to the uh, uh, to the dream. 
That can be one dream B. board. <laughs> one A and one B. <laughs> That's funny. His, um, and her, his and her Broncos, bro. His and hers OJ Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an oh. OG. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta get this third pick in. Uh, I would do the Aston Martin, the uh, the V12 Vantage. Why not have twelve cylinders? Why not? Why not? Let's get suave. Um, no, I, yeah, that's a good pick. No complaints here. Um, I'm obviously taking the Nissan Skyline. I mean, if it's going to fall to me here, I'm going to take the Nissan Skyline. Uh, just rip the one that Paul Walker drives out of the first Fast and the Furious and put that here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, man, my next pick. So it has to be a car. Okay. Right. I was about to say a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh what's the vehicle that goes from uh land to sea? Does that uh, count? The duck boat. <laughs> Does you that duck boat? <laughs> I'm running out of cars, man. I'm you know what? You're gonna kick yourself at my next pick. I'm gonna kick myself at your next pick. Oh, because you're finally taking a Porsche? No. I'm shocked. I'm shocked you haven't taken a Porsche yet. No. Um. Yeah, I'm blanking. There's so many cars out there. I will. Um, I will. Can I? Can I give you one that I know you're gonna like? I'll give it to you. Sure. Your your next car is going to be a Toyota Hilux. I'll. I'm gonna let you have that. That's a great pick. With that, Toyota Hilux Haji Edition. I don't want it nice. I don't want it new. I want it straight out the cut. I want the one I drove in Afghanistan. Right. I want the one that we left behind in Afghanistan. A 2004 Toyota Hilux. So I sat here and almost picked a military vehicle like three or four times. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. Did the Hilux ever cross your mind? It was. So I started with Matt V's. Yeah. Can't really have that weapon system. It's not street legal. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I'll, I was, take a, I'll take a striker. Yeah. Uh, what What is the uh, tank from Halo? Scorpion tank. Oh yeah. I'll take an M1 Abrams. Oh, that's my pick. An M1 Abrams. I, I want no. For the, yeah. Okay. I would definitely take that. No, I want a the trucks that are turned into the warthogs from Halo. Oh, that's a good pick. That's going to be my fourth pick. Dude, that's why I love the Cybertruck. I'm like, you're like two mods away from making the Warthog from Halo. And the Cybertruck has to be the best marketing ever. 100%. I love I love that they are literally like, oh, these windows are basically indestructible. And then Eli Musk throws something through the windows. Yeah. They didn't uh they didn't really test that test that too well. <laughs> All right, finally the pick is in. What a disaster. All right, Eric. You're uh, I guess I'm going to go with, uh, and I guess it's kind of similar to Warthog if you trick it out properly, but a, a Jeep Wrangler. But, like, just with, to the nines. Like, everything you can think to put on it, put it on. The Jeep Wrangler Trailhawk edition. Eric's going to have 
lights, a light bank. He's going to have a wench. He's going to have a spare tire. He's going to have like three of those gas cans on the back of it. And only drive it to Starbucks. And only drive it. Yeah, only drive it down the road. <laughs> and he's going to put it in a covered garage too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't want to chip the paint. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. All right. Well, I, I already gave one of my picks away. I'm going with the I'm going with the Toyota Hilux straight out the cut, straight hey. out, uh, straight up Kabul. I want, edition. <laughs> I want I want Kabul Kabul's best desert edition Toyota Haji Hilux. Um, if it if it comes with the technical on the back of it, well, that's what it comes with, right? <laughs> oh, poor and, you. Yeah, we're gonna take the technical off. Obviously, we're gonna replace it with a T-shirt cannon. Or a water can in the summer, and me and the boys are gonna roll down the streets. Oh, dude, a mimosa cannon. A mimosa. Oh, dude, California would would love that. Bro, we're we about to get white girl wasted. I'm gonna drive into Coronado, and all the seals are gonna start crying because I because I'm bringing back the Hilux, <laughs> and it's cooler than all their Tacomas. Uh, bro, they they do. Tacoma has a monopoly, <laughs> monopoly, bro. Jesus, everyone loves it. Tacoma, uh, Tacomas have a monopoly over the, uh, or when I was in, had a monopoly over the expeditionary force. Bro, everyone wanted a Tacoma. I was just like, I mean, they're nice trucks, but I mean, there are other trucks, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. And my final pick, I gotta go with my with my favorite car of all time, and and one of my uh, when I get rich, I'm gonna buy this. Ads, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine already kind of alluded to it. Um, it's gonna be a Porsche 911 Turbo S. I almost picked that with my first pick when you didn't go with it. Well, I, I, I had to pick I had to pick the Audi R8 because that would just be a way better car. <laughs> I've loved the Audi R8 ever since Iron Man. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, that is great. I was like, that's a dope car. And then in in Bahrain, we lived right down the street from a dude that had one. So every time we'd walk into work, we'd pass it. Damn. That's that's goals, bro. That's goals. goals. Audi R8, we got to get this podcast off the ground. <laughs> All right, so tens and tens of listeners, click the do- click the donation link below for Eric's cancer treatment. <laughs> Look, I'm bald. I don't have cancer, but uh, much like Nick with the with the Porsche pick, like this is a like a dream car, and I would want it for my everyday car. Uh, I want to go with like a BMW 760iL. It's a good car. So you wouldn't even take the Jeep Wrangler to Starbucks. No, I would like if I had a, if I had the money to drive a BMW 760 around, like that's what you would always catch me in. Mm. I don't really have uh, one of those super duper expensive cars that, uh, yeah. I just like stuff that I can afford right now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lame. go. I'm gonna go with the uh, Tesla Roadster. It's a good car. I just that it's so fast for no reason. I love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and any car that can automatically get you to where you're gonna go is okay by me. One hundred percent. I'm trying to get into the future. Right. Also, like if I'm peaked out speed wise on that thing, 
and, and I'm driving home, no cop's going to be able to catch me. No, absolutely not. No way. So speeding tickets are not an issue. <laughs> right. Everywhere is the Autobahn and a Roadster. Yeah, 100%. The only thing I have to be concerned about is trees. Right. Um, for my honorable mention, I would like to have a straight-piped uh, high Fender uh, 2004 Honda Civic with a purple Jesus. light at the bottom. Jesus Christ. That when you even touch the gas pedal, it goes... <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. There's an inappropriate name for it, Eric. Would you like to tell the, the people out there what the inappropriate name for that car is? No, I get myself in trouble too much on this podcast already. I know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> give give the people what they want, Eric. No, nah, I'm going to let Nick do it. It's now, honestly, I might. It's called a rice burner. And I'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave you at home to guess why it's called a rice burner. <laughs> Any honorable mentions, Eric? Uh, no, let's just move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> I would my final audible mention. I would like to get a mongoose from Halo. <laughs> the the actual DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. What? Oh, I messed up. I should have yeah, picked the Batmobile, dude. The Batmobile. Yeah. Like which the, one? The, the, oh, the Christian man. Bale Batmobile, right? I don't know. The, the Robert Pattinson one was the, fire. The Robert Pattinson one is outstanding. Yeah, I fell asleep during that movie, so <laughs> it wasn't as good as we all as everyone said it was, but it was worth watching for sure. Um, all right, so that wraps up pop culture pick'em. I don't know why I said um, like I didn't know what we're doing. Uh, Eric, read off the list, and then we'll move into the next topic. Poor favor. All right, so Nick had the Audi R8, Ford Raptor, Dodge Hellcat, Toyota Hilux. And a Porsche 911 Turbo S. You didn't uh, even say the additions of my cars right. <laughs> he doesn't Ford write Raptor, it down correctly. Ford Raptor, Baja edition. Baja edition. Turbo, a Porsche 911 Turbo S, and the and the Haji Hilux. <laughs> I'm not going to say Haji Hilux. That's what it's called, Eric. I don't I... want like a European Hilux. That would be lame. That's actually how they market it on the Toyota website. They do. Yeah. If I go to Toyota.com right now and look up the Hilux, it's going to say Haji Hilux. Well, no. You have to go to Toyota.Afghanistan.org. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're... What, what, what is uh, what is Af- like? Ours is .us, so theirs would be .af. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those those are the lists. Uh, now that we've uh, perpetually offended everyone and their woke sensibilities, let's get into the MLB All-Star discussion. Let's just toss it over to Nick. Nick, what are your thoughts on this MLB All-Star? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love the MLB All-Star game. I really have no complaints. Like beyond like the like beyond the one complaint of like the Braves and the Dodgers have over half of the all-star game and Fernando Tatis who has not played a game this season was fifth among NL shortstops. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to complain about. Oh, and, and Rob Manfred all of a sudden gets to vote people into the all-star game who are awful. Uh, Albert Pujols, I don't think is hitting above his weight right now. 
Oh, it's not even close. Well, I think his weight is like 315. So that's 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 pretty impressive. That, hitting that. He's not even hitting half his weight. He's not yeah. hitting the amount of ounces in water he's supposed to drink. Right. I listen. It, it, like he is a county over from Mendoza, I think, right now. Like he needs he needs to drive across county lines to cross the Mendoza line. He's he's hitting two fifteen right now. There's no way he's on a hot streak. Then one hundred percent. We looked it up the other day, and it was one sixty. Right, yeah, last week he was hitting one sixty. Are you telling me in the last seven days Albert Pools is hitting over three hundred? I just I just pulled it up. Look in the month of July, Eric. What is what is Albert Pools hitting in the month of July? Are you on MLB.com or or where are you at? Go to baseball reference. I'm on MLB.com player Albert Pujols. 2022 regular season. He's averaging 216 right now. All right. I'm going to baseball. Last seven games, he's averaging 42. 429. 40. Yo, there was a number missing. I was like, so he's hitting 042, bro? Like, how? I was like, how did it go up? He had 14 oh. at bats and six hits. Yo, oh, maybe that also not him the courage to. That'll change an average real quick. He's Jeez, just like this Mike Trout. He's like I am an all star? Question mark. I am Rob Burgundy. So, so we'll, we'll we'll start by going over the people that did not get in and probably should have got and probably uh, shouldn't have gotten in, um, or should have gotten in. Sorry. Uh, one of the biggest uh, snubs. We'll start with the American League. One of the one of the biggest uh, snubs for the for the American League is Ty France uh, for the Mariners. Uh, he's on the season hitting 306, 10 homers, forty five RBIs, and fifteen doubles. Uh, I'd say that's pretty good. Uh, we talked about it last week. The best team in baseball, the New York Yankees, their first baseman, Anthony Rizzo, is not uh, is not on the team, despite uh, currently having um, – where is this? Currently having uh, 22 home runs and 54 RBIs, but he's only hitting 226, so I guess the, the committee doesn't like that. The, all, the, fan, the fans don't like that. Um – yeah, I mean, that's Dylan Cease is probably another one. Dylan Cease has struck out 33 in 92 innings and has a, a, a 2.45 ERA. For you advanced baseball stat heads, he is a 161 ERA plus. The highest that you can have is 200 and 100 is average. I thought he was like one of the Cy Young favorites right now. Dylan Cease, yeah, he's pretty good at baseball. Uh, but the fans don't seem to think so. Holy uh, keep in mind the All-Star game is fan voting and exclusively fan voting. Um, so if you look at the – when I read the rosters, you'll see a lot of Yankees, a lot of uh, Blue Jays on there, a lot of Dodgers, and a lot of Braves. So, yeah. Uh, for the National League, Freddie Freeman obviously uh, is not part of it. Uh, he's hitting 304 with 11 home runs and 54 RBIs. Another great first baseman, Josh Bell, has really been the only uh, the only shining star really on this team and, and kind of a guy that 
is a, a journeyman in the league with without really he played in the Pirates for a very long time. So so Josh Bell is not a guy that gets a lot of credit. But Josh Bell this year, he's actually only been to one All-Star game uh, in his career. Josh Bell this year is hitting on the Nationals 304 with 12 home runs, 47 RBIs, and 44 runs. But I bet you can't guess what player from the Washington Nationals got in, gentlemen. Juan Soto. Juan Soto hitting 243 this year with 17 home runs and 37 RBIs. Oh, he's not playing well at all. No, he's not, but he's Juan Soto, so he gets into the All-Star game. Damn. Uh, another good guy, Austin Riley. Um, Austin Riley's hitting 282, 23 home runs, 56 RBIs. How does that not get you in the All-Star game? Well, how many home runs? 23. Like, if, if you look at leaders right now, for home runs, as I go and find it, Austin Riley is tied for second in the National League. And he's tied for seventh in RBIs. Or sorry, yeah, in runs bad in, in RBIs. So my man is hitting a very respectable 283. He has 23 home runs, 56 RBIs, and he is not in the All-Star game. Um that doesn't make any sense. He plays third base. In the I NL? Bet you, I bet you cannot guess who the third baseman is for the National League. Well, it's probably Machado. Machado's Manny right. Machado. He's killing it this year. Yeah, but they also did not put him on any sort of reserve squad. Because the reserve squad has Nolan Arenado, Pete Alonso, and Dansby Swanson. And Jeff McNeil for the Mets and CJ Crone for the Rockies because everybody needs to have one. Uh, my last snub, and I know I'm I'm taking this very uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm I seem a little bit angry, and that's because I am. I'm just kind of I'm I'm just kind of old. I'm just kind of done with baseball <laughs> at this point. Uh, Brendan Drury. Brendan Drury is uh, a player for the um, Cincinnati Reds right now. And given the current state of the Cincinnati Reds, uh, I think they would probably like uh, a journeyman like Brandon Drury to be on the team. 277, 18 home runs, 50 RBIs this year. Never been an all-star, played eight years in the league uh, with uh, five different teams, six different teams, sorry. Um, I just think he's. it's like one of those times that like you can point uh, to this guy and just say like, oh, like he's a really good player and he's been playing long enough. That's a nice story to to look at or a nice story to see in the All Star game. But baseball doesn't really care about nice stories. They just let their fans vote whoever uh, whoever they want to vote in from a from a big market team. And then baseball wonders why they have a drop in in viewership. So that being said, cherry thought being said. Um, do you guys have any? You guys have any uh, snubs that you think should have made it? Nah, you've already said the few that I had. I actually didn't have Dylan Cease on the list. I thought he made it. That's kind of shocking to me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why all the Cubs players weren't uh, selected. It's pretty weird. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> weird. 
<laughs> I saw that Wilson and his brother both made it. Didn't, is this the first time they both made it? This is the first time two brothers have made the All-Star game. Ever? Correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> At the same time, right? At the same time. Yes. There's been two brothers who have – okay. Yes, this is the first time the two brothers have played in the same All-Star game. I should clarify. Dang, that's crazy. Are they both catchers? I'm not they super both, familiar they are with both, his brother. Uh, catchers, correct. And they're both World Series champions. William Contreras uh, made it as a DH, though. He'll be playing DH. Ah, okay. Is he uh, – was he – wait, actually, was he on the Braves squad last year? He was, yeah. So both brothers have, have chips already, huh? Correct. Does – did all the Molina brothers win – Chips? Oh, that's a great question. I have no idea. How many is that? It's three? Three Molina uh, brothers? Yeah, Yadier, Benji, and... Yeah, I can't remember the last yeah. one either, <laughs> I was just like, oh, come on, Nick, you got it. Uh, oh, and Jose Molina. Oh. Bro, so yeah, Yadier and, and, and Jose. Standard issued Hispanic name. Why couldn't we have guessed that, bro? So so Benji is the oldest, Jose is the middle, and Yadier is the uh is the the youngest. Typically the youngest is always the best one. Let's see if so you here we got Benji. He is a 2002 World Series champion. Let's go see uh, Jose. Jose has won two World Series, in fact. He oh. won the 2002 World Series and the 2009 World Series. So now both, both, both Molina brothers were on that 02 Cardinals team, or that 02 uh, Angels team. Yadier Molina also has won two World Series, but they have been with the Cardinals. In 2006 yeah. and 2011, so the 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 mid the the early uh, to mid 2000s were dominated by the Molina brothers in terms of championships. Yeah, so that was you said five total between the three of them, correct? Correct. Jeez, I feel bad for the one with one. Right, <laughs> stupid Benji. <laughs> So the American League starters, uh, Alejandro Kirk for the Blue Jays at first, or at uh, catcher, uh, Vlad Jr. Uh, for, again for the Blue Jays at first base, Jose Altuve for the Astros at second, the babyface assassin Rafael Devers at third base for the Red Sox, one of my favorite players right now, shortstop Tim Anderson for the White Sox. The outfielders are Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Juan Carlos Stanton. The DH is Shohei Otani. Any surprises in those starters, gentlemen? Not off the cup. Not off the cup. I would probably argue that you could probably you can you can fight it out between Jose Trevino, who's the backup catcher, and Alejandro Kirk. Um, the the catching catching position is. Uh, well, I, I say that, and I look at Alejandro Kirk's stats. And he's hitting three hundred nine with ten home runs and thirty three RBIs. So probably not. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with all those uh, American League reserves. I just said Jose Trevino, 
Luis uh, Arriles, uh, Xander Bogarts, Jose Ramirez, Andreas Jimenez, George Springer, Byron Buxton, Andrew Benintendi, Kyle Tucker, Julio Rodriguez making it as a rookie, and Jordan Alvarez is the DH with the legacy pick being Miguel Cabrera of the Tigers. For our National League starters, catcher Wilson Contreras from the Cubs, uh, Paul Goldschmidt's first base from the Cardinals, another fantastic player that I that I love to watch play, second baseman Jazz Chisholm for the Miami Marlins, third base we already mentioned Manny Machado, shortstop Trey Turner, one of the fastest human beings on the planet for the Dodgers, <laughs> the outfield is Acuna Jr. from the Braves, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, and Jock Peterson, Jock Pedersen, from the Giants, D.H. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper will not play, though, due to that broken thumb. He will be replaced by William Contreras. The National League Reserves, uh, Travis D'Arnold for the Braves, Nolan Arenado, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, C.J. Crone, and Dansby Swanson are the infielders. Outfielders, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Sterling Marte, and Ian Happ. And the legacy pick, uh, Albert Pujols. I, well, I oh, I, I'm sorry, I lied. The Contreras brothers will be the first set of brothers to start the All-Star game together since Roberto and Sandy Alomar did it in 1992. Yeah, but nobody remembers the Alomars. Well, that's <laughs> not true. Uh, American League pitchers, Shane McClanahan for the Rays, Nestor Cortez for the Yankees, Alex Manoa from the Blue Jays, Framber Valdez for the Astros, Martin Perez from the Rangers, Paul Blackburn for the Athletics, everybody needs one, Justin Verlander from the Astros, Garrett Cole from the Yankees, <clears throat> Shohei is on the roster as a pitcher, Clay Holmes from the Yankees, Emmanuel, Chas- Emmanuel Classe for the Guardians, Gregory Soto for the Tigers, and Jorge Lopez for the Orioles. Uh, This is the second straight season that Otani has been chosen as both a designated hitter and a pitcher. Last year, obviously, he made uh, history as the first player in MLB history to be chosen as both. National pitchers, Clayton Kirchhoff for the Dodgers, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, Corbin Burns for the Brewers, Luis Castillo for the Reds, Max Fried for the Braves, Tony Gosling for Dodgers, this podcast pick for Cy Young, Joe Musgrove for the Padres, Edwin Diaz for the Mets, Josh Hader, uh, he can go to hell for the Brewers, Ryan uh, <laughs> Ryan Helsley for the Cardinals, David Bednar for the Pirates, and Joe Mantiply for the Diamondbacks. And that is your all-star team for 2022 played in Los Angeles. It'll be played on Los Angeles. I believe on the 22nd we saw. So in 11 days, did you see the uh, latest drama with LA? Uh, I would love to hear it. So they, the uh, stadium staff is uh, threatening to strike. Okay. Just, just before the all-star game. (laughs) Yeah. What happened this time? They didn't get enough tacos or something? They, they didn't sure. get enough block on their tacos? I'm sure the staff isn't getting paid enough. No, I'm sure not. Give them, give them $20 minimum wage. Yeah, I don't actually know. I, the fr- first of all, the fact that it was unionized shocked me. Right. 
I was just like, wow, I didn't realize that stadium concession workers were unionized like that, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I know that I know a few people that actually drive around and they do the the things um man, you know the guys who have like the cases of beer and they walk up and down the thing like get yeah, your eyes yeah, cold yeah. beer. Yeah. Those people are like IDCs. And they show up and they buy all that merchandise uh-huh. with with their money, and then they when they they sell it, they keep the money. Interesting. Yeah, my buddy's son does it, and he'll go to certain events. Like he was at EDC selling water or something like that. He ended up cleaning up. He made like a couple racks just on that one festival. And then the crazy part is, is like, yo, you're also volunteering. So like, if you just stopped and watched, right. As long as you sold your, your shit, ain't nobody going to be like, yo, you can't just be standing here. You need to go to work. Like, yeah, I was, I was like, man, that's a pretty, that's a pretty crazy job. It's just, there's so many jobs out there that never even cross your mind. For those guys that, that do the vendors thing, it may it would make sense to like start having like accepting Apple Pay or some shit, right? Because then you'd really clean up. Like, I don't have cash. Don't worry. I, take I know Apple I went Pay. to something in the water this year, and they were doing Apple Pay at something in the water. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, have they have the card readers that can do it. Yeah, those. That, I'm sure they all. I'm sure not all, but I'm sure most of them do it. Um, I'm just not trying to hand my card all the way down the the aisle. <laughs> I haven't come back. I'm good, bro. Uh, cash money rules everything around me. All right. So now that Nick is, you know, let us know the MLB rosters. God, I always forget how big MLB all-star game rosters are. Right. It's like it, you, you just keep naming people. I'm like, God damn, we're still naming people. Right. <laughs> and then the crazy thing is, is we're naming all these people and then there's still clear cut people who've been snubbed. Right. Like, And then it goes back to the thing that sometimes every team needs one. I don't like that rule. Yep. Well, if, if we didn't have that rule, then it would just literally be the, it, the, uh, the New York Mets against the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers against the New York Yankees. I guess that makes sense. Well, I mean, all all-star voting everywhere is flawed. They need to right. stop using it as a way to make Hall of Famers. They need to come up with something at the end where it's just press who vote on it or just coaches and players. Oh, yeah, because the baseball press has really been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, that's why I quickly said coaches and players. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The old Freudian slip. Hey, you Uh, know that guy that that was a Hall of Famer before he got convicted of steroids? Yeah, let's not let him in the hall. Yeah, we don't like the cut of his jib. Right. All right. Well, that, that wraps up the MLB um, uh, with this podcast energy around the MLB all-star game is much lower than last year's. We're actually <laughs> not going to this one. So that's probably why it's lower. <laughs> Crazy right. thing is it'd probably be easier to go to this one. Just drive up North for like an hour. Yeah. But the tickets would probably be more expensive. True. Yeah. I mean, if you took out the flight money, well, Nick would still have to fly. Loser. 
loser. <laughs> loser. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to get into the NFL division breakdowns, and we will be starting with none other than the NFC West first, and we will move our way across the greater continental United States, much like weather patterns. But we won't get into that. <laughs> so NFC West, for those of you who don't know, uh, first of all, you should probably know that if you're listening to this podcast. But if you don't, we got you covered. Uh, it consists of the defending champions, Los Angeles Rams, the uh, NFC Championship losers, San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everyone was like looking at me. Like, I was like, am I naming the wrong? Yes. No, you got it right. And <laughs> I was like, had a dick thrown out of your forehead. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm, I named the wrong division. I blew it already. <laughs> All right. Eric, you have the standings or uh, sorry, the odds pulled up for this division, correct? Yes. So I have the, uh, we can pick by each team and then we can pick the order we think it's going to finish in. Okay, before we do that, we'll cover each team very quickly. Uh, Some of the key additions and or subtractions. So the Los Angeles Rams lost uh, newly acquired defensive end Vaughn Miller to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a free agent. They managed to acquire, um, man, Cam Chancellor from the Seahawks. They managed to acquire Allen Robinson from the Bears. Uh, they traded away Robert Woods, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Andrew Whitworth retired on this, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And I think that's all I can remember off the top of my head. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers. There is a crazy rumor that is circulating as of today that the Seattle Seahawks have been kicking the tires on potentially acquiring interdivision quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. I think. I mean, that- so I, I mean, I, I, I'll drop anchor here. I, I know we'll talk about it later in the show, but right now I believe the current win projection for Seattle is six, with the over being even money right now, at least at Caesars. You kind of can put a little bit of money on that, right? Just on the rumor? Yeah, on the over alone, I would like if it's even money and you can with, get with, the with, over if six. they get Jimmy Garoppolo, they're winning more than six. Yeah, you would have to wager that they would. Because I mean Jimmy Garoppolo, he's throwing a DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It's not like there isn't talent on that team, you know. Right. Uh Rashad Penny's there. Uh, he got Chris brought Carson. back. He got brought back on that one-year deal. Chris Carson may never play football again, but he is still technically on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I, I just, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. Like, I, I mean, like, are, are is Pete Carroll just planning on running the ball like all the time? Yeah, except for on the goal line in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So the Seahawks have to play the NFC West, the AFC West, and the Buccaneers. So oh, that's like, that's like eleven games that they're not winning, right? 
Yeah, never mind. Don't bet that at all. That's what, yeah, we definitely need to make sure we pull up schedules because that instantly changed my opinion on it. They, they might not get over six at all on that. Um, but before we we got sidetracked and started talking about the Seahawks, if they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll talk about the 49ers and some of the additions and subtractions they had. They had the drama with Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel requested a trade. Uh, there's been nothing substantial as of yet. I mean, everyone, everyone who has a brain could have imagined they weren't going to trade Debo Samuel. So I imagine they'll come up with some sort of – contract that appeases that man and maybe he just doesn't want to run the football anymore. Uh, Trey Lance was acquired last draft for three first round picks. And with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation is slated to start again, unless they just decide to keep Jimmy and bench him again, which would just make that a crazy draft choice. Uh, Raheem Mostert left in free agency to partner up with his former offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, They kind of revamped their secondary. uh, But other than that, not too many more major um, acquisitions on the San Francisco 49ers behalf. Uh, Seattle, we kind of covered them already. They obviously big major lose was trade trading away. uh, Longtime starter. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for a haul that uh, consisted of three first round picks, two twos, a five and a six, or some crazy amount of picks like that. And also included a few players uh, of, of note. It would be Drew Locke, Noah and Noah Fant. Um, like we mentioned, Chris Carson is a gigantic question mark heading into the season. Uh, there is a lot of pessimism surrounding the status of his health. Hope he gets back healthy. Uh, you know, we definitely want, don't want to see anyone get go down hurt like that. But when it's a neck issue, uh, you know, you probably don't want to play football that much longer. And lastly, we have the Arizona Cardinals, who also had their own um, – drama this offseason it's pretty interesting to see because it feels like it was so long ago but I don't know if you guys remember the whole contract dispute with Kyler Murray like throwing a fit because he wanted to get paid now sending a letter yeah sending a letter that had typos didn't he send Um, a letter like the day Russia invaded Ukraine too it was very very close (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny, but I remember like overall it was a bad PR move. Uh, whoever was advising Kyler Murray has led him astray. He did the classic woe is me and wiped all his socials and everyone lost their mind about it. But Kyler Murray will be playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. All he has to do is prove to them that he can make it through one season healthy and they will sign that back to a gigantic contract. Some of the other, uh, Notable happenings around the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Christian Kirk departed in free agency in a staggering contract that a lot of people don't kind of understand. We'll see what they can get out of him in Jacksonville with that $86.54 million that he was given. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was suspended six games. Let's see. They, they lost Chandler Jones in free agency. 
Man, they really had just an awful offseason. <laughs> Chase Edmonds left in free agency to Miami. Uh, J- James Conner was brought back on a one-year deal. Wow, I, when you look at the when you look at the Arizona Cardinals offseason, it's it's uh, not very good actually. So I think that my my bet for the NFC West. And I know we'll get into win predictions and stuff. My bet is I want to bet that the internet, that the air, I want to do a parlay, right? And I don't know where we can find this. But I want to bet that the Cardinals will be undefeated through the first half of the season. (laughs) Kyle Murray will be a minus MVP favorite. (laughs) God damn it. I would like to parlay those two bets together. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Jesus Christ. For those of you who follow the NFL, the Cardinals did start 7-0 last year with Kyler Murray as the MVP frontrunner, only to finish 11-6. That's it, – it, it, the <laughs> just oh, it just breaks my brain thinking about this Arizona Cardinal team. And they lost four out of their last five regular season games. Yeah, none of it, none of it good at all. So last year's 2021 record for these teams before we get into it. Uh, like I said before, the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl. They finished the season 12 and 5. That's a 706 win percentage. They were 5 and 3 at home and 7 and 2 away. Um, and they were actually a measly 3 and 3 in division in the division. Their differential was um top five. No, actually, it was not. It was lower than that. So it was about eight. They had a plus 88 differential. The Arizona Cardinals went 11 and six, as Nick just alluded to, three and five at home, eight and one away. Uh, There were four and two in the division. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers, who finished 10 and seven, 588 win percentage, four and four at home, six and three away, two and four in the division, and seven and five in the conference. And lastly, the Seattle Seahawks finished seven and ten. It's a four twelve win percentage, three and five at home, four and five away, three and three division, and four eight eight conference. And if they barely won seven last year, we can automatically book them to not win more this year. You don't trade away Russell Wilson and, and do that. So, Eric, can you give us the odds for? Uh, start with the Rams. Go Rams 49ers. Or sorry, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, and Seahawks will go in the order that they finished last year. So give us the over-under win totals for the Los Angeles Rams. Rams. All right, so on DraftKings, for some reason, it gives me um, – it's not in order, so give me a second to scroll through here and I'll get it for you, okay? So for the Rams, it is – uh, where are we? Los Angeles Rams. It is going to be. Sorry, it's not in alphabetical order either. This is ridiculous. Aaron, should... Try Control F. All right. So Rams. regular season wins for the Rams is under ten and a half, minus one fifteen, and over ten and a half, minus one oh five. Oof. So wait a minute. They don't think the Rams win over 10 games this year? That's what it looks like. Hmm. That's very interesting. Okay. 
All right, Nick, we'll talk this through. Eric, you should go through and uh, write down all the odds for the other three teams. We'll be talking. Since you the do Rams it. also of note have 2022's toughest strength of schedule with the teams last year winning 56.7% of their games. Yeah, but you know how I feel about strength of schedules. I always so we always base it off last year, and then you go look at this laundry list of, of team departures. Like the Arizona Cardinals, eleven and six, right? So they are one of the teams that boost that win percentage. Don't you think they're much worse now? Yeah. Like DeAndre Hopkins is suspended six games. I'm not, I'm not. Who else is wide receiver on that team? So here I'll read you the uh, I'll read you the Rams schedule. So they start with the Bills and Falcons at home, then go on the road to play the Cardinals and the 49ers, then play a three-game homestand of Cowboys, Panthers, Niners, then play in Tampa Bay, play at home against the Cardinals, a two-game road stand, a two-game road trip against the Saints and Chiefs, a two-game homestand against the Seahawks and the Raiders, at Green Bay, in Denver against the Broncos, and then to finish out the year in, in I almost said San Diego, in Los Angeles, which is essentially a home game, um, to play the Chargers, and then in Seattle to play the Seahawks. Okay. I mean well, – I don't, I don't want any to, – to be honest, you said 10.5, Eric? Yeah, it's 10.5. I don't want any part of that bet. The under is actually the uh, worst odds. So they think right. the under is much more likely. Right. Um, that's fascinating. We have to pick a win total, though. That's what we're going to do. We, we don't have to bet it. We won't say it's one of our bets, but we have to pick a win total. Uh, I'm not scared of this division like I was last year. I think every one of their own opponents has gotten worse. Um. I will say that the Rams are very good at getting, you know, contributions from the lesser known players that don't have the big contracts and they seem to make big plays for them. I think the Allen Robinson Cooper cup combo is pretty fascinating. Uh, if Cam makers comes back healthy, I, I mean, we saw what happened in the playoff run, but that was four months removed from an Achilles injury, which First of all, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you cannot tear your Achilles and play four months later yeah. for a Super Bowl winning team. I just like that's no. The science says no. <laughs> like I don't understand that. Uh, I'm gonna. I actually mm. looking at their schedule. I see. I'll say four tough games on their schedule. Week one, Buffalo. Yeah, good thing you have the whole, you know, regular season to – I mean, sorry, off season to prepare for that game, so. Week five, Dallas at home. Week eight, in Tampa. And then – and then week 12 – in Kansas City. I think other than that, they might go 13 and 4. 
Yeah, that division doesn't scare me this year. I think the Rams, if it's not the Rams who wins this division, Trey Lance is a revelation and the San Francisco 49ers win it. Um, I I just don't see that happening. Trey Lance could be a revelation, but I I think the Rams can still pull out those wins. Uh, It's a very fascinating matchup. I'm going to go ahead and project them at 11 wins, just over the win total. Okay. I think they go. So we're taking the over then at plus money. And Eric, what does DraftKings have for the Rams winning the division? I can be talked into San Francisco to win the division, but I just that team has a lot so of question marks as well. The Rams are plus one twenty five to win the division. Are they the favorite? They are the favorite. Okay. The next favorite is the Niners at plus 150. Yeah, it's a, it's actually really close, and that depends on the Trey Lance uh, debacle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on that kid because that team has just made it to an NFC championship last year, and then they're not very far removed from playing in the Super Bowl. I don't envy that kid, but I have the Rams finishing atop this division. Man, but the Super Bowl hangover. I'm like talking myself through this right now. I, <laughs> well, Jermaine, Jermaine says 11. I say 13. I can be I can be convinced into 11. Eric, what are your thoughts? Um, they are the best team in this division. Every other team did get worse. Um, they only won three division games last year, though. So maybe those games are tougher for them just because it is a division game. So. I think I actually think it's gonna they're gonna win ten. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. So, if if they win ten, do you have the 49ers schedule up? And Eric, what's the uh, what's the over under for uh, the Cardinals? I, the the over under for the Cardinals is eight and a half. Oh wow. So here's the Cardinals' schedule. They open week one at home against Kansas City, go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, play the Rams at home, go to Carolina, Eagles at home, Seahawks on the road, Saints at home, Vikings on the road, Seattle at home, Rams on the road, then a a two-game stretch plus a bye week, and another home game, so a three-game straight stretch with a bye week in there of San Francisco, the Chargers, and the Patriots all at home. At the Broncos, at home against Tampa Bay, in Atlanta, and in San Francisco to end the season. I think, frankly, that is a brutal way to end the season. You named... So many teams that got better. Like, oh my God, dude. Beginning in week 14, the Cardinals get to play these teams. (laughs) The Patriots, Broncos, Buccaneers, Falcons, and 49ers to end the season. Oh, that's disgusting. That is, they may, because they're the Cardinals, they may go 0-5. It's late season. You know they don't play well late season. I'm going under. I'm going under the eight and a half win total for this Cardinals team. 
I don't like the moves they made. DeAndre Hopkins being suspended at the start of the season. Six games, right? Six games. No suspension appealed. They no, lost no, Christian no, Kirk. They'll be 6-0 and at that point. <laughs> yes. I don't think so, dude. I Look, Zach Ertz is about to ball out for the first six weeks because who else is he throwing the ball to? For some reason, they don't target Rondell Moore unless he's 17 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Because he's, he's fast. They're like, just give it to him behind the line of scrimmage. I think this may be the year that Cliff Kingsbury gets dangerously close to the hot seat. Um, I don't know if they'll move on from him because they want to sign Kyler long-term. But this is very fascinating. If the, if the win total is eight and a half, I don't see eight wins on that schedule. I could be very wrong. But I'm going under on the eight and a half. It is eight and a half. I think this team goes eight and nine. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the under. If, if if all things go perfect, I think eight and nine is the ceiling. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. I don't see how they look, dude. You don't lose Chandler Jones and not replace him with somebody and. You know, expect me to think that your defense got better. Um, this is just a gigantic question mark of a team. Um, they might actually be battling Seattle for last place in this division. Uh, that's bold. Yeah, I mean, they have well, Kyler Murray that's tight. A, that's but. an excellent segue. We already mentioned it last week, but the NFL schedule makers have scheduled – the Broncos in Seattle. So Russell Wilson returns home week one. Then Seattle travels to San Francisco. Uh, they go uh, back home to play the Falcons. Two-game road trip uh, playing the uh, Lions and the Saints. Then they play the Cardinals at home. Chargers on the road. Uh, Giants at home. Cardinals on the road. Uh, Tampa Bay at home. Las Vegas at home. Uh, Rams on the road, Carolina, San Francisco at home, Kansas City on the road, and then they finish with New York and Los Angeles. Now that I've seen this schedule, I might agree with you. Five of their last seven games after the bye week are at home for Seattle. And Seattle's a tough place to play. You don't want to play in Seattle. It's one of the. It's like one of those fields that just has that. I don't know voodoo. That's sorcery. <laughs> like, and think about this: Can the Seahawks beat the Raiders at home? Coming off a of bye week, I don't think so. Okay, they're not beating the Rams on the road in Week 13. Can they beat Carolina at home? Yeah, because Carolina beat, has to travel there. Yeah. Can they beat the Niners at home? Probably. Can they beat Kansas City on the road? No. Can they beat the Jets at home in week six in week seventeen? Yeah. And can they beat the Rams in week eighteen? Because we've already said that they are are at least going to clinch a wild card coming out of this division. Seattle's going to clinch a wild card. No, no, the Rams. Are. Oh, the, the Rams <laughs> in week eighteen will probably have a playoff for clinched. I was like, bro, I did not say that. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, that they yeah. can beat. Carolina, if, if it goes well, they could beat Carolina, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles, win four of their last seven. 
What's their win total, Eric? Six. Hammer the over. Hammer Actually, the I think Drew Locker or Geno Smith. And if they get Jimmy Garoppolo, hammer it more. <laughs> put another, yeah, put, put, another put a mortgage payment on it. So I like the over six for that. I don't I think I think the Cardinals finished last in this division. Yeah. I mean I'm calling like, it. I'm I'm calling it. Like like answer me this. Can they beat Atlanta at home week three? Seattle? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Can they beat Detroit on the road week four? Absolutely, yes. Can they beat New Orleans on the road week five? Yeah, probably. Uh, can they beat the Chargers on the road week seven? The Chargers always drop a game here and there. Do they beat New York at home week eight? Yes, both New York. You just justify that they might have a winning record. I So I'm picking Seattle to finish third in this division. Okay. And then our final team now pulling up the – San Francisco 49ers schedule uh, week one at Chicago week two at home against the Seahawks. Then at Denver playing the charges at home, two game road road trip, Carolina and Atlanta and Kansas city at home, the Rams on the road, then a bye week, then a five week homestand. Get the fuck out of here. Against the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Saints, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, We might have to switch our division winner. And then, hold on. So, week 15 at Seattle. Week 16 against the Commanders at home. Week 17 at the Raiders. Week 18, Cardinals at home. We might have to switch the division winner. I, I I could very well see the the problem is I could very well see the 49ers at four at four and four at at the bye week. Going into that homestand? Yeah. Week three at Denver. Week four against the Rams. Week seven against Kansas City. Week eight at the Rams. And we know Kyle Shanahan just can't beat Sean McVay. Wait, hold on. Sean McVay can't beat Kyle Shanahan. I think I think Sean – yeah, because Sean McVay finally got the monkey off his back by beating him in the NFC Championship, right. which, is, which is when it counts. So right. the 49ers play the Rams tough. So if you flip those – if you f- say 49ers win those two I'm, – I'm sitting here so – let's, so, so let's say this, right? So, yeah, flip it on its head. Beat Chicago week one, beat Seattle week two. Shootout with Denver week three, I assume. So flip a coin for that one. We'll, we'll say for our purposes, a loss, right? Russell plays well against San Francisco, maybe. I'd have to look up the stats. Beat the Rams week four. Whoop Carolina, whoop Atlanta five, six. We'll give them a loss against KC week seven. And we'll say, we'll say, they split the season series and they lose in LA going to the bye week, right? They're five and three. Then they play Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Buccaneers, all at home. I think they can win all those. If not five and oh. I, 
Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I think they can win all those games. Yeah. If they if, oh. if they are if they are on a four game win streak coming out of the bye week, they beat Tampa Bay. Yes. Especially with Tampa Bay. Now here they you got go. Question marks too. Now here's Tampa Bay. You know I love this. East Coast teams traveling west late in the day. Four twenty five game for Tampa Bay. I'm look, I'm with you, bro. I'm. So, so five and zero. Oh, we're saying they're they're going five and zero oh in that home streak. Do they beat Seattle Week Fifteen in Seattle? No, Very possible. They did they all did they? Is this the first time they're playing Seattle? Second time. I think they lose the second time. Oh, but you could see a win. You could see a win. Yes. Commanders at home. Well, that's you a, see that's a, win. a rat. That's a rat. Raiders away. You could see a win. I don't, dude. Raiders are good now. They have Devontae Adams. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Well, you could see a win. I don't know. That Raiders team is way oh, – look, th- yes, okay, maybe they could win, yes. Week 18 at home against the Cardinals. We could be talking – About a 13 win. About the Detroit – or about, sorry, about the San Francisco 49ers, their last, their last loss being in week eight. All right, so Eric, what was the over under for the win total? Because I haven't heard that one for them. For the 49ers, it was 10 exactly. Hammer the over. Oh, hammer the over. Also, I want to drop the Rams to 10, which would put them under 10 and a half. So my order, and I'll put it in the chat for, for us, is gonna be 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. Yeah, I have Rams. I, I agree. With that. I'm I'm fascinated by this Niners schedule. I have the 49ers over win total. I have the Rams under. I have the Seahawks over, and I have the Cardinals under. By the way, an interesting fact: there is not a the lowest ticket for the 49ers is week 16 at the Commanders for $47 right now. <laughs> oh, you mean like an actual ticket to go in, not like yeah. a bet not like a bet slip. No. <laughs> I was just like, "What? What's yeah. happening right now?" Uh a little stat from EPE since Sean McVay took over the Rams, he's 3 and 7 against the Niners and coach Kyle Shane So let's so so let's so let me let me put this scenario in front of you, Jermaine. They beat Chicago, they beat Seattle, they beat Denver, they beat the Rams, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Falcons. They lose to Kansas City. Which I don't think is a lock because of that Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, they could. They beat the Rams, they go into a bye week. We already said they could win five in a row. They beat Seattle on the road, they beat the Commanders. We could look into this matchup in Week 17 going to the Raiders. The 49ers. Barring injuries or any crazy stuff. And they you know they always get injured. <laughs> would be undefeated going into Las Vegas. Yeah, that's that's not happening. I don't Eric, what are the odds on the 49ers to go undefeated this year? Oh my goodness. All right, for the, as Eric's looking that up. So with the division finish that Nick and I have put together, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, that's plus two thousand. 
So if you get if that's the exact division finish, that is a plus two thousand dollar bet. I like Nick, those who odds. do you Nick, who do you want to see undefeated? The 49ers. San Francisco 49ers for an undefeated season is plus eight thousand to finish seventeen and zero. Only that's 8, it. On DraftKings, I have the whole for all of them pulled up here. They actually have the one, two, three, four, four, five. They have the fifth best odds to go undefeated this year. What's the best odds to go undefeated? The Buffalo Bills at plus thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Yeah, and then the Packers plus four thousand, the Chiefs plus five thousand, the Browns plus sixty five hundred. So going undefeated is four thousand. Yeah, going undefeated is so difficult. <laughs> Those odds are shit. Every single team should be plus ten thousand. Oh, a minimum, a minimum. Every, so if I if you're handicapping that, there's seventeen games in a season. It should start at plus seventeen thousand for the right for the, for the best odds. Like, what is happening? Right. That's crazy. You should take the odds because the odds are, are released in some Vegas computer for every single week. And you should create a parlay. And I guarantee you that parlay ain't going to be plus 8,000. Oh, it's going to be way bigger than that. Right. That's nuts. That's so crazy to me. I What are you – okay, so, Nick, what are your thoughts? 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, plus 2,000. I agree. That's that's your same finish as well. I, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that plus two thousand for that finish is real juicy. Yeah, juicy like a good steak. Oh, bro, I I'm sitting here like itching. <laughs> I need to put this bet in right now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. This division is one of the more fascinating divisions. Just. You know, based on walking through departures, the coaching changes, just, I mean, Russell Wilson's gone. Like, you tell me at when you saw Russell Wilson get traded and, and we have them finishing above the Cardinals, that's such an embarrassment for the Cardinals. Right. Yeah, it is. That, so just re- really quickly, Nick, did you did you want to switch your your pick for the Rams over-under? Because – you said over the 13 wins. The reason I'm asking is because we've pretty much all agreed on every single pick for this division, which I did not think was going to happen. So keeping track of it just to see how it goes to the rest of the divisions. Uh, I mean, it's no, like, you know what? I like, to see, I like to see a fun division. It's 10 and a half. It's not like it's a crazy thing. I just think after going through these other records that the Rams at 10 wins is – it's pretty fascinating. Um, but man, they could easily win eleven. So a, f- a fun stat for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is is thirty one and fourteen as a starter for the 49ers. When Kyle Shanahan has anybody else, he's eight and twenty eight. As the 49ers head coach? As the 49ers head coach. Yikes. The 49ers won 10 games last year. And Jimmy Garoppolo's combined – or, sorry, Kyle Shanahan's combined record leading the 49ers, 39-42. and 42. Oh, so since he's been the head coach, he's not over 500. He is not over 500. Wow. Well, that does make sense. Jimmy Garoppolo keeps getting hurt. <laughs> like, right. It's a reason why they want him out of there. All right, Eric, let's get into some of these player totals. 
hopefully you highlighted some good ones. If not, I could throw out some names. Um, let me know how you want me to proceed here. Well, let me just get that one pulled up for you. And then uh, I was just going to go based off certain stats. Um, and then do each quarterback, kind of see what you guys feel about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we want to talk about wide receivers, running backs, anyone who we think is going to ball out this year. All right. So the first one's going to be passing touchdowns. Um, let's see here. Um, from the division, Jer- uh, sorry, not Jared Goff. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Oh, boy. Um, Kyler Murray, season passing touchdowns over 25 and a half is minus 110. Under 25 and a half is minus 110. Oh, okay. Way to way to way to church it up there, Vegas. <laughs> so, twenty five and a half. What is Kyler Murray's highest touchdowns of the season? Kyler Murray stats. Let us, let's see what we got here. So he has twenty four in twenty twenty one, twenty six in twenty twenty, and twenty in twenty nineteen. Wow, that's a pretty fascinating statistical number. Here's here's the best way to answer this question. Do we think Kyler Murray plays a full complement of games? No. No. No? So then the obvious pick there would be the under. I don't want anything to do with it, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I, I, I mean, may, maybe with Christian Kirk gone, DeAndre Hopkins gone, they have the ghost of A.J. Green still running around. Um, the ghost of A.J. Green. <laughs> Yeah, I think the under is the play there. I'm not going to bet that at all. Let's move into the next quarterback. Uh, so the next one's going to be Matthew Stafford at 34 and a half. That puts – that's about two a game. I don't know how this running back room is going to play. Cooper I can Cup. see that. I mean, I can see that. I don't know if I if I would be comfortable betting it. Yeah, now that I now that I think about it, now I'm like, I don't know. Matthew Stafford. Let me pull up his stats. How many touchdowns did he have last year? Holy shit. Holy cow. Did you guys know he had 41 touchdowns last year? Yeah, it was his highest total ever. Oh, he tied with his 2011 Lions with 41. Fascinating. I did not know he had that many. And the over-under is what? 34 and a half. Yeah, hammer the over on that. I think he's going to be better this year. Now he's comfortable with the system. They know what they like to run in certain sets. Like him and Cooper Cup continue to eat breakfast together, which is was the biggest storyline all last year. <laughs> How many times did you hear that last year? Yeah, a lot. It was everywhere. I was just like, Jesus Christ, we get it. Men break bread. We get it. <laughs> we, we, we get it. They're two white guys. <laughs> they're, eating, they're eating breakfast together. It's not. It's, it would be a uh, big story if Odell Beckham was just chilling on Matt Stafford's couch. Yeah. I, dude, so I, I do think that Allen Robinson still has something left in the tank. I think he phoned it in completely last year based on being franchise tagged, the offense being run away from him. I think Allen Robinson played last year to not get hurt. We talked about it. Then he signed a three-year, $30 million contract with the Los Angeles Rams. And look, if you're a wide receiver, 
who still got a little bit of juice, they're going to get the most out of you. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, OBJ. I mean, the list goes on and on. Allen Robinson's going to be that much better. You know, they still have Tyler Higby there. Cam Akers should be back. Uh, you know, the running back room does, you know, leave a lot to be desired. But, yeah, I think it's pretty fascinating. I'm going to go over on Matt Stafford, and I, I would take that bet. And what were the odds? Minus 110? Uh, for Matthew Stafford, it's uh, minus 110, yeah, okay. for both. Yeah. I figure they're just going to keep it sh- standard juice. All right, what do we got next? Uh, so next is uh, surprisingly – this is the last NFC West quarterback that has odds. It's Trey Lance <laughs> at 21 and a half. There's no odds for Garoppolo and there's no odds for Drew Luck. Trey Lance at 21 and a half. That is how many passing touchdowns did he have? Let's see. He had five last year. Let's see Jalen Hurts stats. Dalen Hurts had 16 passing touchdowns last year. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's not good at all. Because um, the one thing you have to factor in, I don't think Trey Lance is a, is a bad thrower of the football by any means. I think he needs to not sky it every single time. But he's going to run touchdowns in. So I would say under, but I don't want anything to do with that 21. Yeah, no thanks. Under would be the play, though, if you d- desperately wanted to bet Trey Lance statistically. So, right, so we, we talked about the quarterbacks, Jermaine. What are some other player props that you like to see in the NFC, in the NFC West? So the ones that I'm curious to see, I want to see Debo Samuel's uh, touchdown totals, whether that be receiving or rushing. I want to see uh, Rashad Penny's uh Rushing yard total. I want to see. Let's see. Um, man, I bet you Zachary's reception total. It would be fascinating to see. And um, yeah, I think those are. I think those are the only ones. And then something with DK Metcalf would probably be pretty fascinating. I, <laughs> I feel so, Debo Samuel's regular season receiving touchdowns is under 7.5 minus 125 and over 7.5 is minus 105. Interesting. I don't know. Well, if Trey Lance doesn't hit 21, he's not going to hit the, that over. So, Assuming that Trey Lance is the quarterback. Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback. It's it's uh, it, There's no chance San Francisco traded all those picks to not have him play. It's a matter of what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. If they keep him on the roster with that money, it's going to be a bad for the locker room. If they cut him, it's going to be bad for them because he's probably going to sign with Seattle. <laughs> so they, they, what if they, they come out the gate zero and three though? And he's still on the team. Yeah, there's no chance. There's no chance they go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. So John Lynch said later this week that they are they still intend to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and that they are quote very close to a trade. Yeah, there's no if he's still on the team and they go 0 3, there is zero chance that Trey Lance gets benched. There's no chance you do that to the kid that you traded three first round picks for. All right. And then I do have DK Metcalf's regular season receiving touchdowns over six and a half minus 115, under six and a half minus 115. 
I think he gets over six. I mean, who else, right? Yeah, I mean, him and Tyler Lockett. I, and Tyler Lockett, his his whole career has been based on how good a chemistry he has with Russell Wilson. So, like, right. that's not saying Tyler Lockett's going to be a bad receiver all of a sudden. It's just – what are the receiving yard totals for DK? Receiving – pull it up here. Uh, DK is at um, – over under nine hundred point five minus one fifteen, over nine hundred point five minus one fifteen. Damn! Do we think he can get a thousand yard season with Geno Lock? <laughs> well, considering he's only put up one thousand yard receiving season with Russell Wilson, I'd say no. Yeah, I'd say no. I want nothing to do with that. The last two I I have for you, Eric, is I want Zach Ertz reception total. And James Conner total touchdowns, or if you can only get rushing, we'll, we'll just do rushing, and then we'll we'll wrap the podcast here. James Conner receiving touchdowns, total touchdowns, total touchdowns. Um, they don't have any Zach Ertz lines open right now on DraftKings, at least for the receptions uh, section. Bastards! They knew they I was going to hit big on that. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> And they don't really have running backs here. No running back touchdown totals for James Conner or anyone? Let me see. They just have rushing touchdowns. They don't have a mix. Okay, what's the rushing for Conner? He is under 9.5 touchdowns at minus 120, over 9.5 at minus 110. think he's gonna have to score touchdowns for them with D Hop out. So that over nine and a half is fascinating. I really wanted to hear that Zachert's reception total, dude. We'll I was keep, we'll keep checking back to see if they post it. If they give you a juicy nugget. Dude, because if Zach if they post a Zachert's line, I'm hammering the over. Of course. D Hop's out six weeks. Yeah. He's the only person I look at on that roster besides the ghost of AJ Green that I can see just consistently racking up volume. He'll be good for those six weeks. D-Hop will come back. Zach Ertz will get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think – I think Zach Ertz this year is very fascinating in that six-game window. I think he's going to have a good six games. Um, Kyler Murray likes to throw to tight ends. That's one of the reasons why they constantly make those moves for that. So it's very fascinating. James Conner over nine and a half. I know he had a 20 touchdown season last year. Um, so it's kind of skewed, but if we're just doing nine and a half rushing touchdowns, I think James Conner can hit that as well. Other than that, I don't have any other player totals that I'd like to see. George Kittle doesn't catch touchdowns. So. Uh, and then if we don't think Trey Lance hits 21 passing touchdowns, then obviously George Kittle is not going to catch more touchdowns. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of how those numbers work. Do you yeah. guys have any? Do you guys have anything else you want to get off in this NFC West? No, I, I think we named. I think we named basically most of the most of the trades. So, or yeah, most, was, most most of the props. Excuse me. I when I was going through like. I didn't realize he had sent me a link about who had left and who had who had gone. 
<laughs> and I was just like, dang, I just could have used this the whole time. I was going off memory for all the offseason moves. I think I like for Trey Lance. I'm not trying to be a dick, but uh, over 10.5 interceptions minus 130. Under 10.5 My- interceptions plus 110. I think even if he does <gasps> eclipse the 21 touchdown rate, he has more than 10.5 interceptions. That's pretty yeah. fascinating. Do you have a rushing touchdown total for them? For him? Uh, let me see if he's on the list. Um, they do. They have over five and a half at minus one twenty. Under five and a half at minus one ten. For Trey Lance is only five and a half. Yeah. Oh baby. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last bet we'll squeeze in for you. Trey Lance over five and a half rushing touchdowns is there's Kyle Shanahan's going to design runs for him to score on. I'm dude, hammer that bet all day. I like that one as much as I like Zach Ertz reception totals. They have Kyler Murray under seven and a half at minus minus one forty and over seven and a half at plus one ten. Uh, I don't know Kyler Murray's career rushing numbers though. But, I mean, that's still a pretty low number. If you wanted to sprinkle some plus money over for Kyler rushing, I think. And he's going to have to manufacture more with less wide receivers on the outside. So, that's a a pretty fascinating number as well. Trey Lance, though, for sure. If you you get over five and a half, hammer that. What what was the juice on that again, Eric? On Trey Lance, it was – let me pull it up. The under was – or the over was minus 120, and the under was minus 110. Yeah, I like that minus 120. Give me that. That's a that's a phenomenal bet. That plus the division slate that we, end, we ended up picking, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, that plus 2,000 is good. If you keep your eye out for a Zach Ertz reception total, I think that one's good as well. Uh, DK Metcalf under 900.5 is a fascinating yardage number. I would probably play the under. I don't know. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to run the football even more than they usually do. Uh, so that's all very fascinating. Uh, James Conner over touchdowns. Yeah. This division is going to be fun to watch. I will say that. This will be one of the more fun divisions. That's That's the beauty of having the defending champs. You're muted, brother. It's also going to be a good schedule because they they play, you know, the NFC West uh, for most of the games. So we're going to get a, a lot of good, you know, primetime matchups uh, going into this. I mean, the AFC West? The AFC West, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they played the NFC South and the AFC West. That is a uh, – Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Denver, Oakland. Oh, Dead named him. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to wrap here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Room 303. Um, I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. Uh, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.